wanted a Roth IRA because they believed that it was less risky than a traditional IRA. When that's not the case at all, uh, a Roth IRA or an IRA can be can be invested in just about anything from very conservative investments uh-huh. to extremely risky and volatile investments. So the actual vehicle itself is not what makes it risky. What makes it risky or conservative is how those funds are invested. So that's uh-huh. two very different things. Ooh. Okay, well, yeah, that's so interesting uh, because there's so many different types of of accounts and vehicles that that folks have so i i feel like there is maybe a stigma that certain types of accounts are easier or more friendly to folks than others so that's not the case yeah that's not the case as, as far as from a risk standpoint because uh you can be more risky in a 401k than you are in a uh ira or you can be right. less risky in a 401k than you are a Roth, right? right? The type of an account that you have isn't what uh, causes your risk tolerance to be where it is. Uh, how you're positioned within those accounts is what creates your risk tolerance and creates how much risk that you're taking within the uh, uh, investments that you have. But what that these different types of accounts do is provide different tax statuses, whether it's tax deferred, meaning that you're not paying the taxes on it when you put the dollars in, so when you pull the dollars out later in retirement, you will be paying taxes on them at that point. Or like a Roth is a tax-free uh, account when you pull it out. You pay the taxes today when you put the money in, but when you pull the money out with gain and all, you are paying zero dollars in taxes in a Roth. That doesn't make it uh, more or less risky. It makes it tax-deferred or tax-free at the end, right? Um, and so helping clarify the tax statuses with each of those accounts is very important, but the uh-huh. risk levels of each of those accounts, one account isn't quote unquote safer than the other. Does that make sense? Right. And the, yeah. yeah and the risk with this, the, the danger here is that you will end up with the wrong idea about how much risk you're taking or not taking in your investments. So Uh for example, this individual was invested in a traditional IRA. She said, I wanna take all those funds and put them in a Roth IRA because they are less risky. So she she had thought that her risk would be mitigated by the type of vehicle when that is not at all the case. So let's debunk that myth from the very beginning. The type of account I have makes it safe or unsafe. That is not true. It's how you are positioned inside of that vehicle that, right. that determines your risk and the risk you are taking. Wow. That's right. Okay, so so myth one is busted, I guess, and debunked. Debunked. <laughs> and so on on to the next one. On to the next one. All right, Jay, you want to take the next yeah, one? Yeah. So the next one that we've heard recently um, is is this one. I have multiple accounts through different custodians or I hold a number of different mutual funds or a bunch of different stocks, so therefore I must be diversified. Um, You know, we wanted to Uh, debunk this a little (laughs) bit because diversification is very uh, multifaceted. So what you want to to understand about diversification is just because you have a lot of accounts uh, from uh, from, say different banks or different custodians or, or um, you know, that you have 10 different mutual funds that hold hundreds of stocks and bonds, that doesn't make necessarily mean that you're diversified. Now, you could be, but if you hold the same types of positions or you hold 
highly correlated positions, meaning that they all work in the same direction. So say I have 10 different accounts at 10 different custodians, but I'm holding the same stocks and bonds at each one of those. That doesn't diversify me from an asset allocation standpoint. Uh -huh. That just means that I've got a lot of different accounts, but they're all positioned the same way. They're going to move the same way. If the market goes yeah. up, they're going to go up together. Uh -huh. If the market goes down, they're going to go down together. So what you need to understand is it's how you're positioned. Even if you're only in a few accounts, say you have two versus five, you have two accounts, but you're positioned very differently, negatively correlated. Uh, so you may have uh, a lot of different types of stocks and bonds in one position holding than you do the other. That's what's going to make you more diversified than I have 10 different custodial accounts and they're all basically in the same vein. Does that make sense? Wow, that does make sense. And, and I wonder how often folks think, hey, I'm, I'm totally diversified or think that absolutely. that is what the definition of diversification is. It, absolutely. And that's why we offer a complimentary consultation and a free portfolio analysis for, for those who would come sit down with us. Because until you uh, really dig deep into your portfolio and know what positions that you're holding and how you're aligned and how each, even if you hold, we, we see it all the time. I have people come in with stacks of paper, you know, that are, that are large, uh, very large, maybe, you know, yeah. eight, 10 inches high, you know, of different accounts that they have. Uh, and things like this. And they think, well, I'm diversified. And then when we dig through each account, we see, well, they're positioned very similarly similarly throughout all of all of their positions and all of their uh, allocation models. So it's actually moving the same direction, even though they have 10 different accounts. So really uncovering to folks that, hey, the number of accounts that you have does not make you diversified. How you are positioned in each account is what makes you diversified truly. And while we're talking about diversification, we cannot neglect to acknowledge that when you diversify, you also need to consider tax status. You want to diversify among your asset allocations. Yes, absolutely. But also consider diversification when it comes to tax statuses of your accounts. So what I mean by that is having your traditional 401k or IRA dollars but your, which are tax deferred, but then also having your Roth account dollars or some kind of a vehicle that is uh, growing tax-free so that when you take distributions come time to retire, everything you're taking is not all taxable income. So you wanna prevent that from occurring. So diversification also means tax statuses you got to consider that as well so all of these things and more are what's discussed when we sit down and talk about a comprehensive financial plan we talk about uh you know estate planning we talk about tax planning income planning goals for retirement making sure you're paying down debt living within your means how your investments are allocated making sure that you are appropriately allocated based on your age, your lifestyle, your, your, your comfort level when it comes to risk, all of those factors are part of the discussion when we sit down and have conversations around comprehensive financial planning. So 
Give us a call today to take advantage of this complimentary consultation. That number, 800-971-4549, or go directly to our website as well. It's allonplanning.com. That's A-L-L-O-N planning.com. You can learn more. There's educational opportunities and resources on our website. And you can also schedule your complimentary consultation uh-huh. on our calendar directly from that link there on our website. So take advantage of this opportunity. We have, I think, 10 spots available this week for callers to come in and sit down and have a conversation around all of this. Again, one last time, 800-971-4549. And Jay, Brittany, we are going to take a short break, but we are going to continue with the financial myth busting in just a few minutes. So don't go anywhere because there is more Allon Exchange on the way. We are back on the Allon Exchange with Jay and Brittany Hagee of Allon Planning Partners. I'm your consumer advocate, Chrissy Paradis, in studio with the dynamic duo, the founders of Allon Planning Partners. Any and all financial planning questions that you might have, direct them to my friends, Brittany, Jay, Tanner, and the wonderful team at Allon Planning you can go online to Allon Planning. That's A-L-L-O-N planning.com or pick up the phone and call 800-971-4549. That's 800-971-4549. And guys, I know you are always hosting workshops retirement master classes in the area and that you're very passionate about. And you guys have some incredible resources. You're not only hosts of a radio show, but you're also on TV. You also have a YouTube channel with great resources on there. And folks can get the podcast of the program anywhere. Yeah, our goal is to provide some educational resources for people who have questions. And we're constantly building this library where we have a massive project underway right now to expand the resource library. Just not even the the long form TV shows that we have, you know, 20, 30 minute TV shows that air every week that we have accessible on the, uh, the YouTube channel, but also just kind of quick answers to some frequently asked questions, questions that we get all the time. Um, sometimes it's about current events. Sometimes it's about tried and true financial things that, that really don't change too much. Uh, you know, facts, what's beta, what's alpha, what do these things mean? So, uh, sure. you know, we, we try and provide those types of resources through all these different medium mediums, you know, writing articles in local, uh, magazines or newspapers, or, you know, provide these types of educational resources through different mediums, TV, podcast, radio, Uh, contributing to local magazines and and through articles and writing those kinds of things just to people are looking for answers and we understand that because we hear those questions day in and day out and so we want to be part of that solution to provide some answers to provide some clarity around somewhat what what's what's a lot of times seems like muddled topics right and man this is so confusing i don't understand this (laughs) 
We want to take those kinds of topics and really bring some clarity, some actual education and support so that people can feel confident, not just in their investments, but in their overall financial plan, right? That is our target goal. And it's helped. It's helped to make me feel more confident and create not only a budget, but a plan and pay off debt and look at subscriptions that I was paying double to, which I'm not super proud about, but at least I took, you I took your yeah. advice. Got rid of and them. I feel so much better about that That's now. Great. And and I I know that one of the the common themes is oh well there's always time to do that, but I mean it's probably better the sooner the better, right? That's, That's the right. sooner that you get a chance to, which is why it's so cool that you open up those 10 slots on your calendar for listeners of the program to come in, sit down and have a plan created if they don't have one already. That's right. And we we do meet with families in, on both sides of that coin, right? Families who are young and just starting out and getting rolling, individuals who are just beginning to save for their futures or get their finances in order. And then on the flip side, some who are, you know, 50, 60, 65, 70, 80, you know, really at the the latter of their investment years and, uh, you know, adjusting their plan a bit because of their goals changing, their desires changing, and just walking them through that as well. So we love being able to service the wide variety of individuals, and we enjoy sitting down with these families and uh, the, providing that service for sure. Yeah, and whether it's in person or over a TV show or right here listening on the radio or whether it's a podcast, however we can throw out education to help folks, that's why we, how and what we want to do. Um, and so that's why we're um, talking today about myths that are uh, misconceptions within our industry that we're trying to bust today. So we want to continue running through that list uh, and try to get to a few more today. Here's the next one I want to bring up. This is one that we get a lot. So myth, if my spouse handles the finances in our home, then I don't need to really think about it. I don't have to bother with it. I don't really have to understand it or, you know, know what's really happening. But man, that is one of the biggest myths that we hear people, you know, share because man, so often one spouse, whether it's the man or the woman, we deal with both. I'm not just going to say the men handle the finances. We have a lot of women who manage the finances in their home, okay? So no matter who it is that is kind of managing or overseeing that, paying the bills, handing, handling the investments, the other spouse at minimum needs to at least be informed, okay? At least be informed so that if something were to happen to the spouse who manages all of that, you need to know, how do I pay the mortgage? How do I pay the light bill? <laughs> well, how do I pay the water bill? Uh, yep. You know, how do I take a distribution from my IRA? You know, how do I get my hands on my money? <laughs> those are things that if something were to happen mm-hmm. to the, the, the one who's primarily overseeing those accounts, you as the spouse, man or woman, needs to be prepared and be able to be informed enough to be able to have that information at their fingertips. Yeah, and I do think it's important. We uh, read a study um, a few days back talking about women in particular and how 95% of women will be the primary uh, caretaker of their own finances, of the personal finances of their household at, at some, some point, point in their life. Right. So, wow. you know, even though we can talk about this with men and women, I think it's important that we single out women here. Like, if you do not know about your financial pictures or, or how to... Um, 
get around a budget or how to talk about uh, your investment vehicles and how you're being invested, uh, you may want to uh, perk up a little bit and listen because you're going to be the primary person in charge of your family's finances. 95% chance at some point in your life. So think about that. Think about that, you women who are listening today and are typically maybe a little disengaged uh, when it comes to the finances, or maybe you husbands who do manage all of your family's finances, this is your uh, friendly reminder to invite your spouse into that sure. process. Say, hey, let's do this together because I want you to be prepared if something were to happen. That's right. I want you to know how to access our funds. I want you to know these logins. You know, and to make it simple, it may be something as easy as putting together a short document that has all of the logins, all of the information, and you guys reviewing that together, knowing where funds are, where accounts are, how to pay certain bills. Um, you know, I, I spoke with a couple one time and we were talking about their household finances and the both spouses being involved, you know, and in this scenario, the husband was the one kind of overseeing everything and the wife was just kind of there kind of she felt like out of obligation she had to be there uh, sure we we talked through that conversation and we we asked so you know joe i'll just use this name joe if something happened to you what's your thoughts or plan for for your wife or you know nancy what's your plan you know let's use that name and sh she said well i'll just call you and i said well that's a great first step absolutely we will help you walk through all of your investments we will help you know adjust your financial plan as necessary but there are some things that we cannot do. We cannot pay your light bill. I don't. Sure. I don't know who holds your mortgage loan. I don't. I don't know how you uh. make that digital online payment. You know those things that you specifically within your household oversee and click the approve button to pay or write the check. However it is you pay those bills, you may not think about it on the day to day because it's pretty routine and mundane, right? But it is very important when you're looking at the overall plan and the big picture, ensuring that your loved ones are taken care of in the event of some kind of emergency. Not even a passing, but think about just being in some kind of accident and there yeah. was a couple weeks or something where you, God forbid, were in a coma or something like sure. that were to happen where you were not able to perform any of your normal responsibilities. It's really setting your relatives, your your family, your loved ones up for success, right? If something were to happen, they would be informed. And we have worked with enough families now to know that those who prepare walk through those unexpected situations with much more ease and calm and peace of mind because of the decisions they made previously. Yeah, and it's okay if one spouse uh, runs the family finances. That's fine. Yeah, we, right. We all have different roles within our household. I think that's okay. We just want to bring awareness to say, hey, if you're not the spouse running your finances, you should at least know and be informed on how decisions are being made and how to get into certain accounts because we have ran into situations to where mm -hmm. the other spouse that is surviving does not know how to pay a mortgage, like doesn't know how to pay their light bill, doesn't know wow. where money comes from in their investments, you know. So at the very least, just keep each other informed. I think that's where, where we want to land today. So we want to debunk that myth and say, hey, it's okay if one person runs the finances, but right. both folks should know. <laughs> yeah, be informed, be informed. All right, Smith, we're going to attack today. This is one that I really want us to spend some time on. I have to wait until retirement to live the life I desire. This 
is a myth. Big myth. Big okay. Myth. <laughs> you know, I have to wait until you retire. You know, I had a couple I was meeting with two weeks back, and I'll I'll remember uh, one of the one of the spouses looked at me and said, "Hey, we're finally dinks." And I was like, "You're what?" She said, huh? "Dinks." Uh, and I said, "Oh, okay." She said, "You know." Double income, no uh, kids. <laughs> we, we can live oh. uh, like we've always wanted our whole life. We were double income, no kids. So what she was saying was, is in retirement, now we can finally live the way we've always wanted to live. And, you know, I want to bring awareness to folks that even when you're not in retirement, if you're financially preparing and planning well, you do not have to wait until you get there to live the lifestyle that you want to live and and to continue um having joy in life and yeah. not living a mundane well and purpose that's right because purpose is is what matters to us yeah why sure. you do what you do the purpose behind it all so and we believe that generosity is a huge part of that that so much joy so much comes from living your life in a way that is generous and we talk until <laughs> we're blue in the face about money all the time that's the industry we're in that's what we do uh, but we want to highlight generosity and, and ensure that we are encouraging others to live that way because that brings such life and such purpose to to your scenario. You know, sometimes, you know, people will say, well, I, I just have to work this mundane job and I mm-hmm. hate my work and, I, man, I just really don't like what I do and I just got to get through and live for the weekends and I just can't wait till retirement. Maybe time to find a new job. That's it. That's what I was going to say. You don't have to stay there. You may feel that way, but you don't have to stay there. Find find a way to monetize what you love to do. That's that's what we did. We found what life's we love to short. do and monetize. Yeah, life's yeah. too short to not find purpose as soon as you can and meaning and just not have to work a mundane position. And listen, I know there there's things in everyone's job that's mundane, that's boring, yeah. <laughs> that's task-oriented instead of purpose-oriented. That comes with every position. But if everything you do in your life, in your job life, feels that way, then by all means, you should be looking for a new position because you should be getting purpose out of portions of your life, uh, out of portions of your job life, even if it's not the full job, right? <laughs> yeah, work can yeah. be fulfilling and energizing instead of like a draining drudgery of a responsibility. So do not wait until you get to retirement. Don't be saving all this right. time because we're not promised another moment. We're not promised tomorrow. Um, you know, we don't know where we're headed. We have to live like we're going to live to 110, right? And prepare and, and you know, to use good stewardship and be good stewards of what we've been given but we also need to find purpose today don't wait and say you know what i'm 50 years old and when i'm 60 and i can finally retire 65 i'll worry about that's that when i'll live that's when yeah. i'll really live well that's not the way that i think god intended us to live and that's not the way we're going sure. to live today you can find your purpose and we want to encourage folks out there that's listening you do not have to wait you do not have to wait until you get in retirement right. to live the life that you want to live now and find the purpose and meaning uh, that you have in your life. And we'd love to help you walk through that and find what is purposeful for you and help you situate your finances right. to make your purpose possible. 1-800-971-4549. Call for your complimentary consultation today or directly through our website. You can connect with us as well. Send us an email with any questions you have or schedule a complimentary consultation directly from the link there on our website. One more time, it's allonplanning.com, A-L-L-O-N planning.com.
on the Allon Exchange with Jay and Brittany Hagee. I'm your consumer advocate, Chrissy Paradis, in studio with the founders of Allon Planning Partners right here in Chattanooga, Brittany Hagee and Jay Hagee. If you have any questions about anything financial planning, planning for your retirement, building and protecting wealth, Jay Brittany and the wonderful team at Allon Planning Partners have you covered. You can call them at 800-971-4549. That's 800-971-4549. You can also go online to allonplanning.com. That's A-L-L-O-N planning.com. And we've been, well, you guys have been, uh, dispelling some myths when it comes to preparing for retirement okay. and financial planning. And I have a, a thought, I've been hearing so much about Roth IRAs, that mm-hmm. that's the, the way to go. And it seems more present now than it was before. I even had some recommendations on social media with the hashtag Roth IRA. And I was thinking, what is happening? <laughs> but I don't really know that much about Roth IRAs. Is that something that I would even be able to go about doing myself right now? Yeah, that's a, that's a good uh, question, Chrissy, because we actually bust this myth a lot is, you know, one of the things because Roths are so popular because who doesn't want to gain money tax-free? Like, isn't that something everybody would want? Well, and for those of you that aren't familiar with what a Roth IRA is, it's like a traditional IRA in that you can contribute so Mm -hmm. much to it every year. But when you contribute, the you pay the taxes up front. So it's not a tax. There's it's not a tax deferred account, but you pay the taxes today and the account grows tax free so that when you take distributions in the future, you take those distributions completely tax-free on the growth and everything. So there, there is a massive tax benefit to Roth IRAs. Yeah. So as I was saying, is if who would not want one of those accounts, right? right. Nobody wants to pay more in taxes than they need to. Yeah. So the, the, but the problem is not just anyone can contribute to a Roth IRA. There are some income limits mm-hmm. um, and there are some uh, limits pertaining to Roth IRAs that you have to be aware of. So the income limit this year, it's, it's around 218000 for married uh, couples that are filing jointly and about 138000 for single or head of household filers. So if you make over that limit, you cannot directly contribute to a Roth IRA. Now, we can help folks. There are ways that, that some would um, be still eligible to contribute to what's called a backdoor Roth. Uh, and I, you know, I don't want to go into too much detail there, but basically you fund an IRA or fund a traditional IRA and it's not tax deductible because you're above the threshold, but you can then convert that uh, same amount in the same year to a Roth IRA. And so you could still get in a Roth IRA, but you need to understand if you're above any of those thresholds that I just mentioned. So if you're married filing jointly above 218,000, or if you're a single filer at 138,000, you cannot contribute directly to a Roth IRA. There's an income limit there. Um, so that's the first myth uh, we wanted to bust surrounding Roth IRAs, but I think yeah. there's more. Well, and I want to throw something in there about the uh, Roth 401ks. So okay. there, yep. yeah, there are some benefits to 
being able to have a Roth 401k. Now, some employers uh, provide this option, some don't. So if you're not aware of what's offered through your employer, dig into this because if your employer offers a Roth 401k option and you are a high income wage earner, this would be an awesome opportunity for you to begin to save tax-free dollars for, for retirement. This is an awesome way to do that because there is no income limit for the Roth 401k. So there is an income limit for the Roth IRA, mm -hmm. but for the Roth 401k, there is not an income limit. So That's even huge. the high income wage earners can contribute to those accounts. So big, big uh, earning potential tax benefit to those types of accounts if you're listening today. Wow. I, and it's it's wild because I, I'm guessing, I'm no expert, but it feels like this has been a a tool or a vehicle that folks have used for a long time. And so I'm not uh -huh. really sure why it's trendy all of the sudden, but it's interesting to know the, that there's so many different layers to it. Uh -huh. And it's got to be scary to feel like you have to go it alone and try to figure this all out for yourself, which is why I'm so grateful that you, that you both will walk through these different myths and help explain the realities because it can feel overwhelming and scary for, yes, for a lot of people. Well, yeah, and the Roth IRAs did not even come into existence until the late 90s. I mean, so this is a oh. fairly new vehicle. So the, the concept was there in, you know, late 80s, but Congress actually passed the, the laws to establish the option for a Roth IRA in the, the late 90s. So, I mean, it's not really that old um it's one of the newer options uh to, to like utilizing it for tax planning and retirement is major you need to do it and the only other thing i want to speak about it to a roth ira is there are contribution limits yeah i know these so a roth ira contribution limit is if you're under 50 years old you can contribute up to sixty five hundred dollars a year that's sixty five hundred dollars a year if you're under 50 if you're over 50 you actually can do $7,500 a year because they allow you an extra $1,000 catch-up contribution if you're over 50. So you need to know not only are there income limits on Roth IRAs, but there's contribution limits as well. Whereas Brittany spoke about a few minutes back that, you know, if you're in a Roth 401k, there are no income limits. Uh, and the contribution limits are actually higher because you're within a 401k. So make sure if you have a Roth 401k at work, especially if you're a large income earner out there, a higher wage earner, you need to make sure that you take advantage of that account. And see, this is a perfect example of the value of working with the financial advisor because there are so many caveats and so many, so many law and regulation issues pertaining to uh, retirement accounts and tax issue, all of these mm -hmm. things, right? And so, you know, somebody may say, well, I didn't think I could contribute to a Roth IRA because I make $180,000 a year. Well, that is true, but do you have a Roth 401k option, right? <laughs> so it's it's not really as cut and dry or black and white as yes, you can contribute or no, you can't. It's yes and or no, but, <laughs> you know, so right. again, this is the value of working with someone who's in the nitty gritty of all this day in and day out, that can really provide some education about your options. Yeah, and that really leads us perfectly to our next myth because the next myth that we wanna spend some time on is, hey, I don't need a financial advisor. I can manage everything on my own. 
that's we obviously we hear that why do i need a financial advisor at all and i sometimes sure. i would agree with some folks there's sometimes that i would say you know what you're right you have done well but i would say you need the right financial advisor that's not key. just that you need a financial yep. advisor but you need a fiduciary advisor one that's independent and working only for you because you don't need someone selling you investment products so to speak you need a service right. which is financial planning because no matter how well you've done in making the money you also need a strategy for keeping the money mm -hmm. and keeping less uh taxes <laughs> you know paying less taxes and keeping uncle sam out of your back pocket you need comprehensive financial plan for your life okay so you know there are a lot of different avenues and areas that a financial advisor should be helping you with not just investments investment planning is a cornerstone but it's just one of the five areas that anyone that's helping you in financial advising should right. be helping you with right. investment planning is number one number two would okay. be income planning so you need someone to make sure that you know how you're going to get to this money in retirement uh, the most efficient and effective way then you need a tax plan is the person that's giving you investment advice also helping you to make sure that you're paying Uncle Sam uh, not more than you should be paying him, right? So that you have someone that's advocating for you on your behalf, that's working with your CPA, that knows your tax situation and giving you investment advice based on yeah, what key. is going to save you yeah. money in taxes. That's huge when it comes to comprehensive planning. So investment management, uh, income planning, tax planning, estate planning. Do you have an estate plan? Do you have legal uh, documents drawn up? Is your financial advisor actually working with your estate planner to make sure if you need a trust or a will or what you may need as far as the estate planning needs go? And then last but not least, healthcare planning. That's why we have a Medicare specialist here in, in our staff and we're able to help folks um, learn about Medicare and the options and the advantages that they have there. So you need a comprehensive plan, not just a, hey, I've, I've done well amassing a pile of money and I'm going to be fine in retirement. Well, maybe or maybe not, depending on if you have the right financial advisor. And so that's what I would say, do you really know what financial advising should be? Um, because what we do is a fiduciary advisor advisory firm is we do comprehensive planning that covers all five of those areas, not just one in particular. And that right there really clearly shows you the difference between an investment manager and a true like fiduciary financial planner, comprehensive financial planner. Two completely different things because again, an investment is not a financial plan. An investment is a component or a part of a financial plan. So if you have an investment manager, that's wonderful. You you know, many of us need that. We need somebody to help us make sure we're mitigating our risk and we're we're allocated properly and we're positioned in a way that that best suits us for success. But if that's all we're looking at, then we are missing a huge part of the the puzzle here. We're we're missing more than half of of the overall picture of your financial situation because you're you've not even begun to talk about your your expenses and your debt paying down your debt trying to get in a better financial position uh, when it comes to you know monthly income and outflow you haven't begun to look at taxes how do your investments you know impact taxes and there's just so many issues outside of investment management that should be addressed. And if your financial advisor is not bringing this up to you, go to them, ask those questions. Hey, what about this? How is this impacting uh, the tax strategy that I have? Or do I have a tax strategy here? How are we working to minimize my taxes? 
not just now, not just for this current year, 2023 mm-hmm. or 2022 that we just finished, but also for 5, 10, 15 years down the road. When I get to the point of retirement and I'm taking distributions from my accounts, what will my taxes look like then? Am I preparing myself for success and for uh, the be, to be best positioned at that point mm-hmm. when that time comes? So it's it's so much broader. And Vanguard did a recent study. We've re- we've mentioned this a couple of times. So if you've heard it before, hang with us. But Vanguard did a recent study about the value of a fin- of a financial advisor and using a financial advisor. And their their results came up with three percent additional net annual gains were received by those investors who utilize the service of a fiduciary advisor. Okay, one percent of that three percent had to do with just the behavioral component of of the planning and and investing, when to buy, when to sell, all of that. That you know, not not making decisions based off of emotions. This sure. and so much more are the type of complex complexities that we really help you navigate through. You don't have to figure all of this out on your own. You don't have to figure out a debt pay down strategy on your own. You don't have to figure out how to minimize your taxes as a high income wage earner or how to maximize your retirement savings as a small business owner. You don't have to figure it all out and go it alone. That is what we are here for. Reach out today for your complimentary consultation. Best way to reach us, though, is direct through our website, allonplanning.com. You can schedule a complimentary consultation directly from our website, and we look forward to sitting down and discussing your questions very soon. Welcome back to the Allon Exchange with Brittany Hagee and Jay Hagee of Allon Planning Partners. Any financial planning questions, retirement planning questions, investment management, income planning, tax planning, estate planning, and healthcare planning. How did I do? Did I get all five You're areas? You're getting yeah. it out. Talking it out. Yeah. Woo. All you have to do is pick up the <laughs> phone and call 800 971 45 Four, nine. That's 800-971-4549. You can also go online to allonplanning.com. That's A-L-L-O-N planning.com. And you can schedule a time to sit down with Jay Hagee, Brittany Hagee, and the team at Allon Planning Partners at no cost or obligation and get that comprehensive plan created and we have well you guys have been doing some myth busting today yeah and i've learned a lot i'm i'm excited to see what you guys have to round out the show with when it comes to these financial planning myths sure we've been busting some myths today and we want to continue with one more uh to round out the program and this is one that that we uh want to hit head on because we believe there's a strong connection here, even though we've we've heard different. This is this is what it said: physical health and financial health have nothing to do with each other. Um, that is farthest from the truth. Um, I read a recent survey that about 60% of Americans are feeling anxious when it comes to their personal finance, and causing physical uh, manifestations to occur, like gut health or 
um, whatever it may be. Yeah, migraines, migraines, lack of sleep, insomnia, causing because of worry over exactly. their finances. Worry and stress when it comes to finances are some direct links, uh, linkages into physical ailments. So um, we want to bust that today and say, listen, physical health and financial health are actually correlated very strongly. That if you are uh, healthy financially and you've become financially free, a lot of times that produces a different emotional state, which helps with the different physical state mm -hmm. that you have and leads into a good cycle. Whereas if you have the opposite take place and you are in a devastating financial situation and you're always anxious and always worried, your emotional health is always affected, your physical health will manifest that as well. Yeah. And so it's a vicious cycle that we wanna break in folks' life because if we can help you become financially healthy, we can even help you become physically healthy, we believe, because your emotional state uh, can be altered and changed if you have a control on the stress levels that you're carrying through your finances. Yeah, minimize those stress levels. And it really is this vicious cycle that you have to be intentional to break because you worry about your finances and you get sick. You get sick and that causes more financial problems because yep. you have to go to the doctor. And you know, it, and then you worry more because you have that additional medical bill. You see how it just perpetuates right. itself. So you have to be intentional to break that cycle. And for those of you listening today that feel like, man, my situation is hopeless, or, uh, you know, I just don't know how to move forward from here. How can I even imagine financial health? You can experience financial health. You can make some changes in your current situation, and you absolutely can change course to live in a place of financial health, which then we believe will impact your physical health and, and, overall improve your 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 lifestyle i mean we had i'll give you an example we had a uh, family come in and talk to us about their situation very uh you know great great income i mean we're six figures uh physician so in the medical field okay great mm -hmm. income but they have a debt load that is it's massive well over a million dollars in debt because of school oh loans, because of mortgages, because of credit cards. Um, we actually have met with a couple families like this over the last two months. And so can you imagine their, the, what, they're, what they're feeling? You may be out there feeling the same thing. You know, how can I get out of this? Or how can I... Overload. How can, yeah, because even though I'm making a great income, I feel like I can't get ahead or... Uh, you know, and that's causing sleepless nights for this family in particular. It was impacting their mental state and their, they were distracted all the time, which made them not do as well on their job, which caused more financial problems. Oh, Again, wow. there's an example of that vicious cycle that we're referring to. So the yep. two are absolutely connected. And we believe that if you can change your financial positioning, your financial posture to get to a place of financial health, that that then can make an impact on your physical health and improve your Absolutely. So I want to give one more statistic, and then I'm going to let Brittany wrap this up here. But uh, another statistic that I just read recently from a survey, 58% of U.S. investors said that the performance of their investments directly affects their mental health. 58%. That's, that's wow. almost 60. Yeah, 60%. Wow. So, so like if, if the performance is great, I'm happy and feeling wonderful and I'm euphoric. If my performance in the stocks are going down and like my portfolio looks terrible, 
then I'm depressed, right? So wow. with almost 60% of investors feeling that way, I would say there's a huge link and connection there when it comes to mental, physical, emotional, and uh, financial health. Yeah, that's that's concerning right there. And that is why we wanted to address this issue. That is also why we named our business what we did, Alon Planning Partners. Alon, if you're unfamiliar with that term, it is the Hebrew word for oak tree. And as we all know, oak tree is a deep-rooted symbol of stability. And it actually came from Psalm 1 where it talks about the tree that's planted by the water that produces fruit in every season. That, And we just chose that imagery to really represent the kinds of financial plans that we craft for the individuals and families we work with. Plans that are stable, sturdy, that no matter what what economic cycle you're in, what season you're experiencing in your own financial situation, that you can still experience some stability because the roots of that tree go down deep and can be sustained by the water or the the, the sustenance underneath it. And that, that's, again, just the picture of what we do and why we do it to provide that stability so there is a way forward no matter where your situation is today uh, and there are benefits just like we're talking today as to how to improve your financial situation there are benefits to your physical health by improving your financial situation so if you're experiencing any of that today any of the vicious cycle of worrying about your money and it impacting your physical health that cycle can be broken Sometimes it's just a matter of, of worrying and thinking too much about it and repositioning. And maybe as simple as repositioning and taking care of a, a few comprehensive financial planning details that you haven't considered before. And then you can experience peace of mind. That's what we want to help you attain is this peace of mind over your financial situation. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The content provided is intended for informational and educational purposes only. The views, statements, and opinions expressed herein are those of the individual speakers and not necessarily those of Foundations and its affiliates. The information contained herein does not constitute an offer to sell any securities or represent an express or implied opinion or endorsement of any specific opportunity, offering, or issuer. Any discussion of performance or returns is not indicative of future results. Each individual investor situation is different, and any ideas provided may not be appropriate for your particular circumstances. Foundations only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. No legal or tax advice is provided. Always consult with a tax professional. All right. Through